Coming up in this episode of the KitCast, a solution for slicing those round vegetables, Emily gives 100 Fs and an easy way to make artisan bread. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KitCast. Hey everybody, it is time for another episode of the KitCast, the podcast where we go out and find projects and let you know if you should backtrack or sack them. I'm KT Data, the boring half of the show, and joining me is a man who is so talented and is ready to educate the next generation of the world. He doesn't need to prepare for it. Syllabi, they get written in his sleep. The one and the only Drew Tyler. How you doing? Oh, why is it doing that? Oh. Well, Drew, apparently you are a piece of thing on my screen because Wirecast is being a bug. Oh, how funny. <laughs> oh, there we go. Can you at least hear my things? Yeah, there you go. We got you back. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but yeah, thanks Skype. As long as you know that, <laughs> yes, I wait until the like moments before class starts to actually write up the syllabus and be like, oh, here's what we'll do for the next fifteen weeks. I think about it the night before. Yeah, I'm kind of sad you did what? not take up my offer um, for meeting me up in Vegas where we could discuss your syllabus. I probably should have. I would have gotten more done. <laughs> I missed CES. And did you enjoy it? Did you have a fun time up in oh, Vegas? Oh, it is always a fun time at CES. Vegas, I'm not going to lie, the allure of Vegas kind of has died down for me because I go so often. Like, I'm going to be back there in April <laughs> yep, yeah. for a podcast meetup. So the allure is, but the show is still amazing, and it still blows my mind. Like, when I first started going to CES, I already thought it was big because it was just the convention center and then called the Hilton next door. Now it is the Hilton, the Sands, the Venetian, um, the Aria, the Cosmopolitan. It's just everywhere. Like you can't see everything. I believe me, I've tried, so I haven't been able to see everything, but I tried my best to see all the cool stuff. And if you guys want to see all that stuff, keep an eye on ktdata.net. We'll be posting some cool stuff there. Very shortly. Yeah, that's what I've got to rely on because because when I went and would go to work the show, I'd never get to see anything because I'd have to cover what I was supposed to be covering. So I will watch your stuff, and that's well on the well. Cool yeah, stuff but but the cool thing was when you could go, I always got you into the parties and seeing seeing that's Drew true. double fist drinks, non alcoholic drinks <laughs> in the club is true, just true. one of, one of the ama- most amazing things in my we life. That... Big, yeah, you knew where all the activities were, <laughs> so we went to some like like. Like VIP treatment places that were like, what are we doing here? Oh, man. Those are the days. Yeah, so those were the days. This, this year, the parties were okay. They weren't the greatest, but, you know, we had one in a private suite. That was kind of cool. Um, and we got to go see Rick Ross, who kind of sucks as a performer. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get hate mail for that, all the Rick Ross fans. But anyways, if you guys are the first time watching this, because we met at CES or you saw our CES coverage, and like, what are, what other things do these guys do? Um, first of all, welcome to the show. First part is always me, um, you know, throwing love and joy towards Drew because he is literally one of my favorite <laughs> persons in the world. I look forward to it. So. Every every show beginning, I'm like, how are we going to get into this? So much yeah. entertainment. Yeah, there there there's much celebrating when we got Drew to to be on the show. So that that's that's why this whole first part is here. Um, but before we <laughs> jump into our before we jump into our project tonight, we have some news. And these are little interesting bits of news. So, first of all, at CES, Kickstarter was there. Indiegogo was there. That, the, what the great thing part about it is the Indiegogo booth was right next to the Kickstarter live booth. So, there's a little competition going. But it was great. And what's always more interesting, and I thought it was 
more interesting this year. Most of the booths I've talked to either had already finished their projects or they're going to launch their projects. There weren't that many that launched during the show, um, oh, which which I, I, I think is a better thing anyways because when CES is going on, all the big guys are taking, you know, your Samsungs, your LGs, your Sonys, your Canons, your Panasonics. They're they're all going to make all the headlines. So launching then mm-hmm. is not usually the best idea unless you're partnered with one of them. Then that to- makes total sense. Um, but so I made a lot of connections with people. So you guys will be seeing, especially in the kick shouts, a lot of these companies will be mentioning in the future. Um, there's one that uh, I I looked back and I think it was you or me. Is one of our first projects. So you remember those that skateboard that had the shark tank wheels on it? So the shark wheels? Yeah. 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 So you found them. So I, I didn't find them. I found a company who licensed those wheels and put it on luggage. Oh brilliant. And brilliant. that that was one of my favorite things. It is also the first piece of luggage I've seen that has wireless chi charging on it too. So you guys keep an eye out on that because I, I love talking to those guys, and we will definitely have it on the show, at least as a kick shout. I have a feeling that one might end up being a full plates project that we did put on. So that was at CES. Um, Kickstarter also announced some news after the show. This this is an interesting one that I didn't see coming because it's weird how we're seeing the divergence, and that's, that's kind of how our news um, stories kind of match, the divergence between them and Indiegogo. So what Kickstarter is doing is they're actually bringing back their old CTO, um, and his name was Andy uh, B- Bio, I think is how you say it. He was the first CTO of Kickstarter. They're bringing him back as a Kickstarter fellow. And this is where I thought the interesting thing is. So the Kickstarter fellow is um, kind of uh, like visiting scholars at a university. So they find people that they have think have really good talents, want to hang out, um, and want to and you know do all this other stuff with. Um, and then they're going to bring them in and give them an opportunity to work with these people, however it will be to get their mission going forward, which their their mission is usually kind of more on the creative arts side. Um, so, if you, so if he was the CTO, I think the other thing that he was probably mainly known for was the XOXO conference. Um, if you follow a lot of people in San Francisco, you've heard about that conference. And he's coming back to revive the up, the upcoming feature that Kickstarter had. So that was their... Um, events community that Annie Rubin, the, you know, one of the original founders, Kickstarter started a long, long time ago, and it kind of disappeared. And now he's back to kind of revive that and have those more local community events because that is one thing that I, I notice with Kickstarter is they're they're more about community growth and kind of having that self sustain itself a little bit more than Indiegogo. Um, so, Drew, how do, how do you feel about this fellows program? And have you ever done anything like that? Where, you I, know, I have. I think I'm not far enough along. You almost have to have a PhD to be the fellow that goes and travels, or have some sort of really specific uh, skill set that you can kind of promote yourself with. You do have Although, a specific set of skills. I, I, so I think I, I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be fun to go travel off and try something at some other place just just to be the you know the the guest. But I think this idea for Kickstarter is a great idea. I think this is a fantastic thing to do. Bring them back in and, and kind of connect that way. So I'm I'm. I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I, I I like how they're doing that. So now you kind of have that infusion of new and old, because I I the Kickstarter we see now is very different from the Kickstarter when Andy Rubin you know Rubin originally started. So kind of bringing that new and old and trying to bring back some projects. Because 
I've noticed a lot with Kickstarters, they launch a lot of projects and sometimes they just kind of disappear into the ether and you never hear of them. Um, I really just hope they uh, would fix their site design, but that's just the uh, designer me not liking the user experience on their front page. <laughs> you don't get to choose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just show up one day and it looks different. It's just like Skype. One day Microsoft decides to change some code and it just screws up everything for the podcast. Uh, thanks, Skype. Um, all right. So for our second piece of news, this is an interesting one. And I think we've this was almost our theme in 2017 when anytime we would talk about Indiegogo, it would always be about, hey, they just announced a new partnership with this, these guys. They announced a new partnership with these other guys. Um, and so VentureBeat actually sat down with their CEO, um, which his name is David Mandelbrot. I always want to leave out that R and say Mandelbot because it sounds cool. Um, and they, they kind of interviewed him, and they were talking about how Indiegogo has now kind of changed from just crowdfunding to almost the whole manufacturing line. Um, where they, they didn't talk about that. Yeah, where, where they worked with startups, you know. Now they have all these partnerships with Arrow and with um, what was the other company's name that they were and Ingram Micro. Um, what's great about Aero Electronics? Thank you, Aero Electronics. I went home with a uh, Arduino Uno, and I'm excited to kind of play with it. Not only did they give you an Arduino Uno, they sent you a code that you could order a free Arduino Shield off their website. So, <laughs> so, I ca- so, and then one of them was kind of like this Arduino starter kit. So I'm. I'm excited to kind of play and test with stuff. So if you guys have ideas for Arduino projects, let me know. Um, I like that. Um, but yeah, he was he was talking about how they've kind of changed from, it's not just a crowdfunding platform. It's also pre-production, manufacturing, and even selling after with their in-demand stuff. Because their in-demand stuff, you would be, that, that's all, I was talking to a whole bunch of Kickstarter guys. And that's sort of, yeah, you know, we go to Kickstarter to get our initial funding. And then what we do is just go do our pre-sales on Indiegogo while we do the, you know, work on on the project and get all that stuff, and we don't have to worry about the back end or anything like that. Um, which I really like this kind of idea where they've in- integrated it, and it's their. I didn't know this was their tenth year there. Um, I, I think it's only been the past three years that they've had a bigger booth presence, but I guess right, they've been there right. for ten years, and they they take pride being in the Eureka Park area of CES. So the Eureka Park area is that's one of my favorite areas to go now. Um, because that's where all you find all your startup companies, and it, there's another theme that all these countries now are bringing startups from the country, like Fr- France, um, French, La French Tech. They have giant. They they just got this whole area, and they had booths upon booths of French startups that you could talk to um, and bring all their different ideas. Like there is, and and this, and so the French were the first big ones I saw. But then there was a row for UK, for Israel, for. Um, for the check and i was like this is really cool where now you kind of get this international approach and all of these startup companies um so drew like based on kind of this article and what we've seen over the years um is indiegogo making that where it's harder and harder to say let's go to kickstarter and not indiegogo when you're kind of a small special um, small startup looking to find a crowdfunding platform I think so, and I think I think some of it comes to like what what are you crowdfunding? What kind of a project is it? Is it artsy or is it a product? You know, do you need the manufacturing? Do you need the other things, the pre-production? But I think you're right. I think they've created a thing where they've uh, uh, 
made that very much a one-stop shop so that a lot of smaller businesses and startups can say, yeah, let's go this route because we've got more support beginning and end. So I think it's brilliant. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, I, I like it. And that's how you kind of see the difference between just between these even these two news stories where Kickstarter is kind of working on just building their community near right now and helping more of that arts artsy type kind of world. Where Indiegogo is like, hey, if you got a tech project, come to us and we can help you from point A to point Z in terms mm-hmm. of, of making your stuff. Um, so it's really, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see Indiegogo and see what else they're going to partnership with because um, they have all of these now. Um, and even Amazon was uh, there. with They had a treasure truck there and they were kind of showing off the treasure truck and <laughs> their launch pad area where a lot of these Indiegogo and Kickstarter projects end up on. Um, for crowdfunding. So that's all our news we have. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed. The interesting part when it comes to crowdfunding is the news tends to ebb and flow. That's true. That's <laughs> Some, true. Sometimes it's harder for me to find these projects than other times, or these news items. So that was our news. And now it is timely fine for our projects. And I've noticed that uh, this is the section where we, we're, we don't even have any tech really, right? In any of these projects? No, no, <laughs> well, 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 not like, elect- I should say electronics. There's cool tech in it, but it's not our normal kind of geeky thing. So for the first one, Drew, I know you do a lot of cooking. Um, I do. Do you, do you have to cut a lot of like round fruits and vegetables like cherry tomatoes or grapes or, you know, stuff that will roll around the, the cutting board when you're trying to cut them and they're like usually small, right? So And you have to cut a lot I of them? Do. Tomatoes, oranges, carrots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How much of a pain is that to like cut them perfectly in half and like you know say say you need to cut a whole bunch of grapes in half? Like, is that a big pain or is that not not too much of a hard thing for you? I used to do it when the kids were smaller. We cut grapes in half, and then yeah, then it would be like just an annoyance. It'd be like, why why am I still going? And that's to keep them from choking, right? I, as as, much, as, yeah. as one who does not have kids, I have to ask these questions because I am not. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yep, that's pretty much it. So this actually may have our first project of the night may have been something that you could have used, and it's called the Slicex, and it is this device that is designed to cut cherry tomatoes, grapes, or like sausages and stuff that you want that exact perfect half cut between them. Um, and and I guess you can do nuts too. So what it is, it's a little X-looking stand, and then you put the round thing in it, and and whatever the round fruit is, say it's a cherry tomato, it sits between the X, right? So it doesn't move, and then it has a groove at the end where your knife can go through. So you use that as a guide, and you just slice through, and then that will uh, cut your cut cut the uh, cherry tomato perfectly in half, so you don't have like these weird things. Because let's be honest, if you have me do it, you're gonna have cherry tomatoes that are. Um, not equal. <laughs> so you do that, and then you can just turn it and dump it. And I don't know why all these animated gifs or gifs are stopping as I roll through. Because why not? This 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 whole episode is a is a it's episode a technical of, of wonders. technical wonders right here. So that's why we don't have any tech. We're all talking about food and home products. Um, and then it's small enough where you can just pick it up and just dump whatever you want into your bowl. Um. And, you know, dishwasher safe and stuff. And what's great is it stores flat. So it has that X shape yeah. and it's two pieces. You just take it off and they store as two flat pieces so you can put it in a drawer or something. Because I am starting to learn that I do not like appliances that take up too much space when they're single use. 
Um, that's what I was trying to figure out. Because as soon as I saw that, I said, there's no way that's going to my kitchen. I don't have anywhere to stick two or three of these like yeah. so gigantic you, things. So you but, can see this animated GIF right here where it just kind of slides together into that X shape, and you're good to go. There um, it is. Okay. And, and, they, and Yeah, I didn't think about it, but they, they said you can use it for nuts. So um, you see this Ugh, audio. You can see where he put all his nuts there. And nuts are pretty hard because, you know, when you start slicing, they kind of move all over the place. This one, since it has that little V shape where the X is, it keeps all the nuts from going in. So you can just start finally chopping them down. I have the hardest time cutting my nuts. Like, it is a difficult <laughs> thing. And this makes it so easy to cut your nuts. This is a this is brilliant. Right there, right there. It sold it. It sold it. Nut yeah. cutting. Yeah. I, I've had people say you only need to do that once, but apparently... What do I know? So, yeah, I am terrible in the kitchen. Like, this is something I should have had Jane on and just had you and Jane talk about this because this is bad. That I, I don't know anything. Like, I didn't even think about she that when you're trying to know anything about cutting nuts. <laughs> she is married. Uh, so, oh, okay. But, but, no, but yeah. I, think, I think it's a great idea. So, of, of the things that you cut that are really hard to like, it's, it, it's, it's that like mincing and chopping of, of small things that kind of spread out as you like mm -hmm. roll through them and kind of chop through them harder things i don't know that you could do uh what are the other things that i that i chop fine uh like broccoli or onions or things i don't know that those would work as well as the hard nuts because they kind of as you cut them they slide off to the side and then they fall back in the middle and allow you to kind of cut again um or the, the grapes the other thing so it's an interesting little thing i'm curious to know what their um pledge levels are how much they uh, think they're going so if you want one of these the early bird special is 11 dollars, which i don't think is too bad Oh, no. Um and what is their retailing? I think their retailing is going to be fourteen dollars. So, okay, okay. I can so, see this being in one of those kitchen, like you know, one of the little kitchen stores. To be like, this is your X slicers. Like that. Yeah, and, like like. I'm interested to see what Peach says about this. Yeah, I I mean I I like it, but I am terrible in the kitchen. I <laughs> you shouldn't give me a knife. <laughs> The first place when I'm in the kitchen. I'm gonna, but, I'm gonna have to make one. I, I can't, I'm gonna have to make one of these. I mean, you know, they're they're asking for fourteen thousand dollars for their gold. They're quite a ways, but they also have a month to go. Yeah. But if this doesn't fund, I I will I'll create something like this. I'll take some of my cutting boards and hack them together to stand up so I can do this X idea. It's a brilliant idea for for technique. Yeah, and it's made of uh, HDPE plastic, so you, it's not gonna like degrade once you it's gonna last you for a while because like i've noticed with with like cutting blocks and stuff if your knife is sharp it's gonna start slowly cutting away at your surface right um mm -hmm. so like like that's that's what i like in like cutting carrots and stuff in half i think that that's a great way to do it or like i i, I think this is the best if you're trying to make like a lot of so like say you have 400 cherry tomatoes that you need to cut in half i could imagine this being a breeze, like load up ten at a time, and you just slice yep. next, slice next, slice next. Um, so I, I really like this. So is this a backtrack or sack for you? At first, when I first thought, I laughed, and it was going to be a sack because I thought, how silly is this? But as soon as you showed me that it laid flat and that you could cut nuts, that's when I was sold. So this is a back for me. Yeah. I think that, and, and we think we, we missed out on the super early bird. The super early bird was seven bucks. That would have been that would have been a deal. I I, I would have gotten one. <laughs> like, I don't even know what I would use it for, but I would have gotten one. Chopping broccoli. Uh -oh. Yeah, I like it. So yeah, that is the Slice X. Um, 
sometimes it's just these simple things and i've i've noticed that that, that sometimes it's just the simple things there's no bluetooth in this there's no companion <laughs> app or anything but this just like clicked with me we're like i like this i like this i want a companion app i want one that's like it will like keep track. You'll gamify it. As soon as you cut a hundred nuts, it'll be like bing, bing, bing. Achievement unlocked. One hundred, one hundred nut cutter. You're a century nut cutter. You're, like, That's you're, you're gonna stick it in. And you're gonna have weights and stuff um, on that. Um, so, but, but yeah. So that is the slice slice X. So on to our next project. Um, if you have young kids around you, you may want to plug your ears. Um, Drew, so what is our I'm next what, what what is our next project, which I notice is part of the Make One Hundred movement that Kickstarter likes to do? It is, it is. As part of the Make One Hundred, I rolled across it. I had a couple of projects I was tossing around tonight to show off. One was a clock that would just get darker as the day went on, and so at nighttime it was a black clock and in the morning it was kind of like an op- I don't know, like a grayish, whitish clock. Um another one was this thing you could hook to your PS4 controller and it would control different servos. Every button on your PS4 controller would trigger another set of servos. There was like 12 of them. So that was kind of cool. But then I came across this, this like artsy one. And I thought, this is artsy and fun. And usually we do tech. And then it looks like, but we, we both went to the, to the economic home ex, home ex side. So I found this beautiful make 100 project that is, um, just a simple embroidery of a word on a small little embroidery. It doesn't even take that much like talent or skill, but this uh, sweet girl, Emily has decided to give 100 F's in 2018. And so she said, I'm giving 100 F's and you should too. So this is a make 100 opportunity to have a one of a kind hand embroidered F. I don't know if you can, I don't know what kind of pictures you can show. I'm showing sure. whatever's on her page. There you go. So, but yeah. look at that cute little ring. She stretched the fabric. She's done the cute little stitch in her own handwriting. And you can give that as a gift or, as I probably would do in my office, I would just hang it. And then when somebody came up with a complaint like, oh, I couldn't get my assignment done because I had to work a double this weekend, I would say, there's the one F that I give. You can take it home with you and bring it back later. Like, oh, I want the pins, so nice. man. The pins are pretty cool. <laughs> there's, a, there's a limited edition pin that they've made. For me, this this project, I think there's something very simple about it and very like homegrown artistic that was just simple. But then the way that she's written up the 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 project, it's it's been very. It's I don't know. It's, I just like the it's tone. It's pretty, I like man. Place. I like it. It's pretty. You know, she just kind of like said, "This is just, it's simple. I'm going to buy an embroidering and I'm going to put this thing in it for you." For her, like, well, she could probably kick out like four or five of these at a you know a night, but. She's creating something that, that's got a little bit of a more context to it, I guess. So uh, I like her tears. I like her play on words. I like uh, the fact that she's just kind of owned it. Yeah, this is so. a well done. Like there's images and there's, it's clear what you're getting. Um, I, I like it. Um, it's and simple. I, it's so simple. What, what level do I have to back to get the pins, man? <laughs> you got you to go pretty far for the pins. I think you've got to go clear up to 30 bucks. You get two Fs and two uh pins yeah, step in, step in. what i love check out the very bottom she has her um was it risks and challenges she wrote my fingers might fall off making 100 of these <laughs> but they probably won't <laughs> i love I, lo- I love it i mean the, the she you know she knows the scale of the project which i sometimes wonder if some sites right? have scales of their project or not um and she's 
you know, she's straight up forward with you. Like, I'm going to crochet, or what is this? Uh, embroider. Embroider? Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten in trouble before for mixing up, mixing up knitting, knitting crochet. crochet, and uh, is cross stitch another one too? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've been I've been choted before, so I, I'm careful now to make sure I say the proper thing, so I don't. You say choted or chided? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't, know. I don't somebody, remember. Somebody's you up on your word. You. So, so, some somebody's. I don't. I don't know, man. Half the time I record these things and I don't remember what I said. So, if you guys want to use that to haunt me later in life, feel free to. <laughs> anyway, that right there is called the Make One Hundred. It's the Rainbow F Embroidery. If you want to look that up, but. Uh, it's got another 26 days to go and probably another $480, $470. I think it's a fun back for me. Yeah, I think I like I'm back it. in. You think, I think I'm going to back it. You think Twitch will let me to keep it up here? Probably not, right? That's a good question. Like, like, <laughs> it's obscure enough that you can just hang it and, and have people like drain their eyes and be like, what, what does that, that say? And you say, like, oh, it was just you know, it was the project I was trying to do. It says, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. We could just hang it right here. It'd be awesome. <laughs> All right. And then, so our last one is this one was a user voted one. Um, and uh, you guys voted for this. So I'm going to do a quick mini kick shout for all the stuff that we didn't. So, because you, you mentioned the two that you didn't. So, the other ones that we didn't mention was a sleep mask. And now I can't remember the name of it. Um, that is a anti snoring sleep mask. So, what it does is it actually uses um, the head. The, you wear the sleep mask and it has sensors on it that can tell when you're snoring and it starts sending signals to your brain and it helps you adjust at night so you're not snoring. Um, really? My that, wife, guess what she does? She started plugging my nose and then I would tell her the next day, I'd be like, listen, you choked me last night. And she'd be like, yeah, 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 but you were snoring. So now... In sickness or in health. <laughs> yeah, so now she just like... Taps me or like pushes yeah. on me, and I'll be like, "What? What? What? Is the dog awake? Like, what, yeah. what do I need to do?" See, and you're then, a, you're a light sleeper. I have learned I that I am a I am a deep sleeper, and good luck waking me up, um, unless you're Rev and snoring in the hotel room ridiculously. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Rev. Um, <laughs> he's but I'm I'm a snorer. I am a snorer. Yeah. So you may want to watch this. It's called the Snore Circle. They've gone beyond how much they're funny because this is their fourth generation of this mask so obviously it's worked because they made four generations of this already um and it's called the snore circle the smart anti-snoring mask um and it's 69 dollars so it's not too bad um and then the other one that did not make it was the gpd win 2 that is a portable gaming machine in your pocket so if you guys don't know, they, uh, I think it was a year ago, they came out with one called the GPD Win, and it was a kind of Nintendo DS style PC, and it was powerful enough to play actual games. This new one supposedly is powerful enough to play Grand Theft Auto Five with sixty yeah. frames per second. So that's actually a pretty good, you know, the higher frames per second, the smoother the game experience is going to be, and that's why the gamers are always looking for um, high FPS. So. This next one is the GPD Win Two. It's actually going and it's going to be you know an, a portable one that you, can, you know, it's pretty much a Windows Ten PC, so you can load up Steam and do all that stuff. And it has game controllers built into it, so it has a keyboard and on top of it has game controllers. So it has your D pad and your A B X Y buttons all the way that along <laughs> with shoulder buttons for that. So you can find that on Indiegogo, the GPD Win Two. But the one that vote you all voted for 
was for bread making. Um, Drew, I don't know anything about stick it in the kitchen. I, I I don't know anything a lot about bread making. I thought you just put it in the oven, but apparently I, I know how to eat bread. Um, but apparently artisan bread is actually a difficult process, right, to make the bread. I don't know, but it's difficult. It's just uh, really to be artisan, you just have to hand make it. If you make it by hand in a smaller <clears throat> batch, that's it. If you that's that's all it is to be artisan, or you um, if it has a crusty outside and a soft inside, like it's not hard to call it artisan. But I suppose if it were more fancy terms, it might be a more difficult process. But I had a friend that taught me how to make it, and it was seriously salt, water, and flour, and then you just mix it all together and knead it, knead it, yeah. knead it, and slap it. Yeah. How, how much it. How much work does it take with like kneading it and getting all that? That part's a lot of work. Like he would, he would, because he used to make this for a bread shop, like getting through college. And so when he came over to our house to make it, it was constantly like throwing things and pounding them on the on the uh, countertop. Bam, bam, and then he kneads. Yeah. So it was. It was an effort. Yeah, remember and that. I can I can imagine it being messy, right? Anything I do is messy, so I, I I'm not a good That's scale <laughs> for, yeah. for that. It so, so so this is supposed to solve all that. It is called the loaf nest. It is the world's easiest artisan bread making kit. So they say the recipe is uh, no need, no mess, and no cleanup, and the bread no, co- no need. Yeah, you no don't need. you don't need it. Um, so um, you just make. Flavorful arson bread at home with less than five minutes of work. One kit for limited list ideas. So I was watching the video. Yeah, they just pretty much you put your water, you put your flour, you put your salt. Are there eggs in? No, there's, there's no eggs in bread, right? Um, Sometimes you, yeast, but not usually. Oh, yeah, and, and yeast. So you use flour, flour, water, I think maybe a little bit of salt and yeast. You just mix it up in a bowl, um, and then you cover it. Let the yeast, let the dough rise. And then you pour it into this specialty pan they have, which has kind of like uh, this black thing. I don't even know what it's called. Um, but, yeah, it kind of works with the heat and steam on it. So the black part is like this mesh thing, so it allows the heat and the steam to go around it. And on top of it is just this, like, ceramic container. But So once the bread has rose and you have your oven preheated, you pour it into this container. You put the lid on. You throw it in into the oven. And however long it takes to bake, uh, you're good to go. Wow. So yeah. So, so what they're doing is they're trying to bring some of the professional stuff in, in a professional baking environment. So they're bringing high heat, high humidity, which normally you have to have a you know a convection, you know, a nice nice high end oven right. to do that. Right. But the the pan and all that other stuff in it. Wow. I'm I'm sorry, loaf nest. <laughs> I don't cook. You know the fancy word. <laughs> so <laughs> so you, you put you put it together casserole. That's what that's what it's called. It's a casserole. Um, is the the other part and yeah so your your dough is going to stay hydrated you don't have to knead it um you just mix the ingredients with a fork which is great um let it rise and then yeah yeah it takes you five minutes and it's designed to get to the right temperature and all that stuff so yeah you mix you raise you preheat you pour you bake and then you enjoy so and, (laughs) and, and i'm looking at the pictures of this this bread looks pretty good you know this has some kind of seeds on it um, but yeah, it's like, this is like, since I have obviously never made bread before, I didn't know it had kind of all these little different things. I, I thought it was like cake, you know, it, and th- this actually makes it kind of closer to cake, right? Where you just mix the ingredients together and then 
maybe you let it sit and then you throw it in the pan and you throw it in the throw oven. It in. <laughs> so you throw it in. Yeah. So I I really I really like the yeah, it's a cast iron um casserole and it's a silicone liner. That's what it is. Um, and, oh the liner on the inside, yeah. yeah. And it allows so that way it allows the heat transfer and more moisture to escape and that's how you get your crunchy crust on top. Um Makes it artificial. Yeah. So so after after hearing you talk about you know, talk about making red regular bread, is this something you wouldn't mind doing, right? Yes. I, I no, I think I totally use this. I think this is a and really just having I mean cast iron I always love to cook with that, but they've added this like technical black liner that just makes me think, Ooh, what you know, this is a fancy magic trick. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, yeah, according to what they did is they went and looked at how the professionals made their bread and they were like, How can we bring this into a home kitchen? Um and so like would you pay a hundred dollars for this? <laughs> I if I made enough bread I think I would and I think there are places that that would just for the ease of it, but that cast iron, like those those cast iron, like right now I've got a pot that I think we got for Christmas. It was like two hundred fifty dollars cast iron, giant like pot. Yeah, like it, heavy. It's fancy. Yeah, it's Lake Crusade, right? I mean, that's, that's. I have no idea what that means. Anyway, but <laughs> well, but that price point does not even shock me. That hundred dollars for cast iron and for and for the fancy like silk on the inside, I totally totally pay a hundred bucks. For yeah, the hundred bucks is probably mostly for shipping, right? Cause... <laughs> Are like solid. I think you ship. Think you ship on top of that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I like it because you know I am not good in the kitchen, so the simpler you can make it for me is awesome. Because I mean, like I I I can make cupcakes, so I think I can make this with the, with the recipe and stuff and not worry about it, right? I mean, yeah, the biggest so problem would be me not knowing how to pour properly or putting a timer for ten minutes instead of five minutes. So I have like over raised bread. <laughs> You know, we we, we <laughs> got AIs problem. for that. We got we 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 got you know, Google and stuff that I can set timers on and not forget. Um, so yeah, this one's a back for me because making my life simpler is always good. Because I also the other thing is why I'm not good in the kitchen is because I don't have a lot of time. So this cuts down in five minutes. Yeah, I'll do it, and then I'll put it into my smart oven, <laughs> and then have Bixby set a timer for me, and we'll be all good, right? That's it. That's all you have to do. <laughs> so that is the loaf nest, and you can find that on Kickstarter. Um, it really makes me want to have bread, though, after looking at this project. Hey, I'm going to look up how to make a sheep herder loaf right now. Sheep herder <laughs> bread is some of the easiest stuff. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> go on. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. For our, for our last project, um, and this this is an exciting one because it's our sack of the week, and this is a project that. For two guys, we are probably totally underqualified to cover this. Um, it's not. I, it's I not, do. I know a lot about girls. Oh yeah, okay. you have three girls, so you may know a little <laughs> more about this. Um, but I didn't pick it because I didn't like the project idea. I picked it because the campaign page kind of sucks. <laughs> so our our last project of the night is called the Easy Peasy Pants. Velcro crotch for easy peasy access for females, whether hiking, camping, etc. I am developing a hidden flap for easy peasy access. Um, <sighs> and there's no video. I, I actually the I picture, the single this, picture. This picture is yeah, is um, yeah. It's, 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 it's a crotch shot. It's crotch shot. Yeah, yeah. But when I first saw it, I couldn't tell if this was a guy or a girl. 
But you think that even uh, like you could put that on, you know, lay it out, flatten it out, so you see the whole pair of pants yeah. or something else. This is like a selfie of your crotch. Yeah, honestly, I thought this was a guy <laughs> who put this together. Um, <laughs> at the beginning, maybe it'll help you out. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, hilarious. But yeah, so I designed these many years ago. I feel many women would be happy as I when a tough spot, um, when in a tough spot having to have to go. These have velcro. These have a velcro fl- flap that makes going to the bathroom easy peasy. Risks and challenges is the. F- My challenge is to find a local manufacturer, adding a lining to area of pants with panel and cohesiveness. Um, yeah. Yeah, I read that too, and I was like, Wait, "That's your risk." Well, sure, but adding a lining isn't that kind of like part of the prototyping, like how to do it? Yeah. Um, the other thing I loved about this sack was the pledge level. If you got twenty dollars, yeah, you don't have you the one. Do- drives me nuts when you don't have the one dollar level. Like I was, you know, KT hates that. You should always have that. I, I, I was talking to the the suitcase guys. I'm like, please, whatever you do, make sure you have that one dollar level because some people just want to back it and follow you guys along the process and get those updates. And when you don't have that one dollar level, people like me are too lazy to change this box to one dollar, <laughs> so we won't <laughs> back it. That's true, and we, and we don't know what we're gonna get for it. I, I'm trying to figure out what this twenty dollars pledge is. I will send I will you a back, back the blue. Yeah, I think it's a back the blue fitted ball cap that I make. So for twenty bucks, you can get a ball cap, not pictured here. Yeah, you can get it a says back the blue. Yeah, and for sixty nine dollars, you will get okay. one pair of ladies' pants, first edition SC, which is size two to twelve. That's another pet peeve mm-hmm. of mine. You're not writing this in twi- on Twitter. And you're not writing this in a text message. Write out the full word. There's two more, two more letters in that word. S I Z E. Like you're not saving that much by not putting the I and the E in it. And then twenty bucks more, you get the plus size. But uh, yes, pants are expensive. But seventy dollars. Like even um, if I bought, I, I like think that's actually of- cheap, my friends. I know people who buy hundred dollar pair of jeans. I know you do. And know, and and, and like I think they're nuts I, to do so. I have my limit, like twenty bucks. It's like. Can you get a pair of jeans for twenty bucks? Like, I guess if they're on sale, I mean, I think your average pair of jeans is like fifty bucks now. I get mine all twenty bucks, twenty five max at Costco. My wife buys them for me because they're cheap, and she knows I wear them cheap. But here's the thing: like, even if you were going to run this project and you were going to make a pair of pants from somebody, I'm sure you could get the fabric for like twenty bucks. And then if you're like $69 is just, that's a lot of money. And I know you're just sliding in some sort of like easy peasy. Well, I, I guess you got to like cut and Velcro. I mean, Velcro is not cheap, I guess. I don't know. Not that I, I, I can see our chat room. They're just face palming. They're like, what are you guys talking about? You guys don't know. Anything. <laughs> that's Rose Kitty. She's in the chat. I want to know, would you wear Velcro crotch pants? Or would you be afraid? <laughs> and I, think, I mean, it would be handy, part, right? It's totally yeah. Handy. Part of it is I, I know Rose Kitty's mom is a seamstress, so I am probably like t- uh, talking uh, way out outfield, and she's like, "You dummy!" A seamstress. My mom's totally a seamstress. Oh, she, yeah, my mom would. So, in fact, maybe I'll run it by her and be like, "Mom, you want to make a bunch of money?" This is a smart idea, right? I mean, crotch, not crotchless. That's different. But like Velcro crotch pants seems like a, a really like simple, quick idea. You should put it like an astronaut suit. And uh, wetsuit. There's all kinds of places you should put this. Right? Yeah. So she's sixty. Right, she's sixty-one years old. I just I just looked at her profile. 
She's 61 years old. Um, and, and wow. I, I just, I just like. She's your sister. I didn't know she was your sister and your mother. That's so awesome. And, and like, I really wish 50,000 is a lot to raise like, it is not this is not she doesn't have a retail tier i mean even selling them at 89 dollars. so let's just say 100 um she still has to sell 500 of these which is right that's, that's kind of a tall order right yeah especially when there's lack of information like in this full like how it's going to be done so it is definitely a second week the way the project's put together i think the right people could pull this off and it would do just do just fine. Yeah, like I, I think it would be if you showed some more of your prototyping, your designs. I mean, because I, I mean, I'm. I might make my own. Right. I now. mean, you, you and I, we, our pants have zippers and flaps for situations in the bathroom, right? Because, um, because, yes. like, I didn't know, and for the longest time that, uh, that those jumpsuits, if you're wearing a jumpsuit, and you're a lady, and you need to go to the bathroom, you're pretty much naked in the stall. You got to pull it all. You, you got to pull it all off. Um, so, like, I, I I see that there's a need for it, but you think they would kind of have, uh, you know, given you how the flap works and stuff because different body shapes and styles and preferences. Like, like I'm curious. Does the flap go? Does it open up or does it open down? Because down, I think the whole thing removes. I think like, the whole thing just zips right off, and it's like you could carry it off with yeah, you. Because like, I, I feel like opening them down is dangerous. Just it gravity. Is dangerous. But, but opening up, it's not that. It's still awkward too, right? Like, you pull it up and like tuck it in the top or something. Or, yeah. I think the whole thing removes. I think the way she's built this. In fact, <laughs> once you pull it off, both sides of your legs fall down. Like once you remove <laughs> that center piece, the leggings just go. <laughs> you've got chaps. That's kind of what she's built. Just, I can't. Yeah, there, see, I mean, there's a lot of questions. Like, like I, I like the idea. This this project just doesn't have all the information, and her risks and challenges doesn't put a lot of faith in it. Because if it was like a prototype, feel better. But she doesn't even have a local manufacturer. Like, if you if if you kind of have an idea, you would have you, you you would have at least you know, had a discussion with a local manufacturer and you could say, Hey, I've talked to us and seen how feasible it is. So like, it it, it makes me wonder where you got this $50,000 number. Like, did you make it up out of the air or did you you plan it? You know, so it's, it's just that. Um, so sadly that is the end of this episode. Uh, uh, We're going to go out on Velcro chats. That's how we're ending this thing. (laughs) Yes, apparently we're going out on Velcro chaps. Um, we we've had a lot of lot of stuff this episode packed into a compact, edible forty five minutes. So, guys, if you guys ever have anything, kick shouts, news items, projects you want us to feature, or sacks of the week, shoot us an email: kickcast at ktdata.net or leave it on our Facebook page: facebook.com forward slash kickcast or on Twitter at kickcast for the show at night 20 with a K for drew or at KT data for myself. Um, follow drew. He's more entertaining than I am. The only time um, I ever post is when I'm at CES and it's just crazy stuff. <laughs> Usually food. Um, right, right, right. See, I don't cook, but I, 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 I'm an expert at eating the food. Um, 
<laughs> so, um, and of course, kickcast.net for all our previous episodes and stuff. Drew, do you got anything to plug? Um, are, are any of your students potentially watching this, wondering what Professor Drew does at night? Or or do they all are they still in that phase where Drew doesn't leave his office? Like once class is over, he just goes into his office, shuts the door, and he comes out the next morning with different clothes. <laughs> no, um, I have nothing to plug. I'm like trying to unload extracurricular things so that I can just be like for a week or two. That's all I want. Like nothing but okay, I teach that, and then I'm done. Instead of being like, oh, now I have this extra project now. So I'm you, trying to clear you, off. You should do that at the end of January. When Monster Hunter World comes out, that's what I need. I need to fill that gap with some sort of solid game because you know what, Nino Kuni Two, which I've been waiting for, was going to release. I think this week it was supposed to release at, at the end of December, then got pushed back to the end of January. Now it's pushed back till March, I think. March, March. And so I've uh, I'm ordering up. A, I'm planning on my vasectomy, and I'm going to do it on the same weekend. It's all just going to happen with Nino Kuni. <laughs> I've got a plan. <laughs> you have a plan. You're going to use a slice X. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, monster hunter world. I, I, and if you guys watch any of the other stuff that KTdata.net makes Wednesdays is our game nights. That's why I bring it up because monster hunter world is probably going to be the next destiny for me. I have a feeling. So we'll be streaming a lot of that. And the double burst guys, they're all on board too, getting the game. So you'll see all the shenanigans and stuff. And hopefully I can convince drew to get it or, his buddy's going to get it and he's just going to have it on his PlayStation that's, account. Yeah, that's, we have a very one-sided relationship. My buddy buys all the games, I play them. So, um, Shout out, Glenn. Yep, we, I, I love him. And he is, he, he is an expert chef himself. He is, actually. In fact, we should do what he thinks of the slice eggs. Yeah, we, we, you should ask him about the slice eggs and the loaf nest. He probably has feedback on both of them. Um, he would know. Which, might even ask him about the easy pants. <laughs> but, <laughs> he would not. He would be like, "What? Why are you?" <laughs> um, but our next live episode, and we always enjoy it when you guys show up in the chat room. I mean, you people in the chat room, you guys have influence in what the, you have a lot of influence in the show and what we end up putting up. I mean, Drew and I were doing our pre-show prep live, so our next live show is going to be January thirtieth. Holy crap! It's the middle of the month already. Where did this month go, Drew? Um, so uh, you guys can find that at twitch.tv. I must say Justin, but twitch.tv forward slash KT Data. Twitch.tv forward slash KT Data. We'll be there um, Tuesday and Wednesdays. Usually something streaming on this channel. Um, all right, guys. Until next time. Bye.